Good morning, it's Parashat Vayese. This week I'd like to share with you an idea on the parasha. Uh, the parasha begins, and there's a well-known midrash that we're taught as little children, and perhaps we're never taught the depth that underlies it. And that is that the pasuk describes at the beginning of Parashat Vayese, Yaakov finds himself stranded on a mountain, seemingly in the middle of nowhere, of course, Bet El, on his journey from Be'er Sheva, and uh, he takes a rock, the parasha describes, or rather he takes rocks. He takes rocks from the rocks of the place. Now the Peshat, the simple interpretation of Pasuk, as Ibn Ezra points out, is means from the rocks of the place. It's not that he takes many rocks, but he even takes one rock. It's just from the rocks of the place. But alternatively, Rashi's understanding, based on the Gemara in Hulin and Dafsadi Aleph, is that he takes many rocks. And he places them, mira ashotav, he places them at his head. Why does he do so? The Gemara says he makes it ke'en marzev, he makes it like a protective barrier so that uh, nothing will attack his head at night. And as the parasha continues and describes the uh, imagery and the dream and prophecy that Yaakov has at that place, he wakes up in the morning, he takes the rock in the singular, and in the eyes of the hachamim in turn, there's a discrepancy. Was it a rock, or were, were, was it rocks? And Rashi cites from the Midrash, from the Gemara Chulin, as we mentioned, that the rocks, as Yaakov lay down to rest, fought one with the other, which one of us will be the rock that Yaakov will place his head on, and in turn, a miracle transpires, and they become one rock. Well, what was it and is it that the Hachamim intend by telling us such an interesting and curious story about rocks which fight one with the other, begin as many, and ultimately speaking, emerge as one? Perhaps the description of the Hachamim is what underlies the entire episode at the beginning of Parashat Vayeseh, and perhaps much of the life of Yaakov, and that is a singular and unified way of life. You see, what began as a stranded circumstance in the middle of nowhere, distanced from his home place of Be'er Sheva, where Abraham and Yitzhak had begun a movement to Derech Hashem, and perhaps now in the middle of nowhere, he's no longer in a ruhani, a spiritual place. Yaakov awakens from that dream and realizes, there is God in this place as well. In fact, he understands it as Beit Elohim and Sha'ar HaShamayim, whereas we could have perhaps imagined being distanced from the place of true sanctity, quote-unquote, and in turn now in a place of profane, whole activity, Yaakov understands that perhaps, and if we look carefully and sensitively at our lives, we can find God, spirituality, ruhaniyut, in every circumstance. The Midrash, in turn, that describes the many rocks as being unified and becoming one is part and parcel with this vision of Yaakov at this time. <coughs> Yaakov walked into this perhaps as seeing life as disparate, as disjointed. We have our regular mundane activities, our business involvements, our endeavors in the quote, real world, and then we have everything else, the Jewish side, the religious side, the connectedness to God. Instead, it's all one and the same. Instead of being many different rocks, it's really just one. In truth, that very rock was taken by Yaakov and by Maseva. He establishes it as a Maseva. According to many commentators, that means a Mizbeah. He takes a rock which could not be more profane, more mundane than a rock which lies on the ground, and he sanctifies it. He turns it into, he understands inherent in it 
the latent potential for spirituality. Yaakov's life then, as it emerges at the beginning of Parashat Vayese, is one not of many different rocks, but one singular rock. There's a certain unity to it. In truth, that is the imagery of the dream, is it not? It's a ladder or a ramp, which is Musav Arsa, placed on the ground, Virosho, and the top of it is Magia Shamaima, goes up to the heavens. It's something which connects the two. It's Malachi Elohim Olim Veyoredim Bo. It's not only going up, nor only coming down, but going up and down are those angels of heaven. How do we understand that? What is the context to the circumstance in the life of Yaakov? Again, it's the same point. It's a Yaakov engagement and it's an experience. It's an awakening for him as much as it should be for us that we're not in disparate, disjointed, separate domains. There's the heavens above and the earth below. We can and should be finding a certain symmetry, a certain unity between the two. Instead of Yaakov believing the homeland and the way of Abraham and Yitzhak, he understands that he's really only brought it with him. It can and should be a unified endeavor, a unity vision at all times of our life. It's the vision of the Hachamim and the Midrash as well, that the angels were ascending, going upward, and seeing on Kiseh HaKabod, chiseled into it, the demut, the vision, the perspective of, or rather the imagery of, Yaakov. That's what was on the Kiseh HaKabod. And then they came down and beheld, well, that same imagery. The same person, Yaakov. Well, which one is it? Is it up above or is it down below? Unless the life of Yaakov at this point has taught us, is teaching us, that instead of it being many different rocks, instead of a rock above and a rock below, instead of one which is mundane, one which is hol, and another which is kodesh, it really can and should be seen as singular as unified. I think the lesson in terms of our own lives is quite simple. I would demonstrate it by a question that was asked me some few months ago. Someone asked me if he, what books he should put behind his desk at work. So I said to him, well, which books are you going to learn from? To be honest with you, he said, Rabbi, I'm not going to learn from any of them. So I said, so what are you putting books, sefarim, at, the, at your desk at work? He said, because I want to demonstrate for myself and everyone else that this is what we're truly doing here. I said, but you're not. You're not learning. They said, well, we are praying. I said, but you're not learning. So what are you putting books just for a show? So what he described to me, and it was very moving in the moment for me, was we might not actually be opening the books, but we're not distanced from the study of Torah as we're working. It's part and parcel with what we're doing. We're demonstrating and realizing in the real world what we stand for. And as a result, our decisions will be influenced likewise. The honesty and the straightness and the yoshir and the sedakal mishpat, which we'll exert in business, will be no different than we would if we were in the Beit Midrash or in the Knis, because I understand this man told him that my life over here is no different than my life over there. It's a Yaakov experience. It's a unity which he found and realized. And in each of our own lives, we oftentimes assume, well, I do bring religion to work. I do pray when I'm there. We have Minhan Adit. You should see it. Look at how many people come. That's beautiful. It's fantastic. But you still separating. You're still realizing, I have my tefillah time, and then there's everything else. Alternatively, it's part and parcel of what we do. It is part of my work because my work is no different than the Kodesh of the tefillah. It's hard to wrap our heads around it because we assume I am religious and I do work instead of saying part of my religion is fulfilled through the work. I can and do live a unified life where I'm not one person in a circum circumstance like that 
and another in another one. In fact, they quote from the uh, Kotzker Rebbe that the Pasuk says, Hashemaim Shemaim Ladonai, the Haaris Natan Livne Adam. And the Pasuk seems to have a certain redundancy. Hashemaim, the heavens, Shemaim Ladonai are the heavens of God. The Haaris and the land, and maybe now it should say, Aretz Libne Adam, is the land of human beings. Instead it says, Aretz, the land, Natan Libne Adam was given over to human beings. The Pasuk is asymmetrical. It should say, Hashemaim Lahashem, Aretz Libne Adam, or Hashemaim Shemaim Lahashem, Aretz, Aretz Libne Adam. What he suggested in a very beautiful fashion, in my opinion, is that Hashemaim Shemaim Ladonai is a reference point. That's a vantage point. The heavens are already, so to speak, heavens for God. Ha'aretz, the land, turned that into as well, Shamaim Lahashim. In other words, I've handed over the Aretz to you. Can you find Shamaim Lahashim in the Aretz? In other words, a fulfillment of that Pasuk, if we live up to the challenges, Hashamaim Shamaim Ladonai, already. The Ha'aretz, through Bnei Adam, Shamaim Ladonai, Find a single rock. Don't find many scattered rocks. The Midrash of the Hachamim then read through this lenses, and Maharal, to a certain extent, hints at this in his commentary. Gur Aryeh describes for us a mission, describes for us a vision, describes for us a way of life. It's a way of life in which, as Yaakov departed from his father's household, as he left all that was familiar to him in terms of a derech Adonai la'asot tzedakah mishpat, the way of God which Avraham trailblazed, which Yitzhak continued, and you'd maybe now say, well, Yaakov would say, listen, I left that life over there, and I'll find, I'll continue that with me over here. I left Knis in the morning, I'll find the religious moments now over the course of my day. Alternatively, those rocks described by the Hachamim. Alternatively, the ramp from bottom going all the way up. Alternatively, the awakening of Yaakov of Achen Yesh Elohim Bamakom Hazeve Anochi Lo Yadati is a description, is a reminder to each of us that our lives lived properly, al derech Torah. Our lives lived in the appropriate fashion are not ones in which we are one person and have one perspective in certain circumstances and otherwise in others, but rather unified. There's a certain unity of vision. There's a certain perspective in which that those me'avne hamakom, those several rocks in the eyes of the rabbis, become and are realized as one singular one. Baruch Adonai Amen Amen.